Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Also on ESPN Plus, I am Myra Metcalf. She is Amber Wilson. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. You can tweet us at Amber W Sports and at Metcalf by ESPN. Join the conversation on the CC call in line 1 888 ESPN. That's 888 729 And it seems like we have been talking about Kyrie, Amber, for the last 48 hours, right? And it seemed as if. Things have kind of settled down. He opted in on Monday. Looks like he's going to be pairing up with KD and Ben Simmons, at least for uh, the foreseeable future. Who knows what happens at the trade deadline? Uh, but Kyrie can't quit talking. Like he had the weird quote about normal people on Monday, Amber. And, and now apparently he's in some beef with Stephen A. Smith. And I want to set this up. So this is how it started, apparently. This is what Stephen A. Smith said on a, a video through Twitter, I believe, uh, about Kyrie Irving. Guess what, Kyrie? No matter what options you may think you have down the road, it all starts with you having to show up to work first. You show up to work, then you got a future where you're going to make your money. You don't show up to work, you're stuck. So that was Stephen A. Smith uh, uh, talking about uh, this whole situation with Kyrie. Kyrie responds, Amber, via Twitter. Kyrie says, you're going to have to explain yourself to people in your generation. I am not around many 50-plus-year-olds that speak and act like you do. So this is new for me. But I am sure my father and my uncles can meet you on your level better than I can. We know you, Stephen. Um, Amber, is is Kyrie threatening to send his father and his uncles to to fight Stephen A. Smith. That's what it sounds like. It sounds like <laughs> Kyrie is sending his uncle and his dad to do his dirty work. Uh, but uh, it, it really seems like a shot at Stephen A. Smith's age, right? Like Stephen A. Smith says, hey, Kyrie, show up to work. And Kyrie's response is, you're old. And so I don't really know what to do with that information, Myron, because I think we all agree that Kyrie is going to make many more millions of dollars, all dependent on whether he shows up to work or not. Right. I mean, it's kind of as simple as that, but I guess kids these days, I don't, according to Kyrie, even though he seems to be the one with the issue uh, in the entire landscape of the NBA as it, when it comes to this. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myra Metcalf. This is Candy and Carlin on ESPN radio. Our next guest should be able to tell us kind of what's going on. We got uh, George Dotto from ESPN, NBA sideline reporter, 710 ESPN LA. When you hear Kyrie tweeting at, Stephen A. Smith, 
uh, and his quote Monday after he had opted in. What do you make of all of this? <laughs> Myron Amber, thanks for having me on. I, I don't make anything of it because I don't know if anyone can get in Kyrie's head, and I surely don't want to try to because he he just walks to a different beat. And I think right now, it's funny, I was in a Twitter spaces yesterday, and it was Richard Jefferson and uh, our colleagues, Richard Jefferson and Kendrick Perkins, talking about some stuff. And Kyrie was just in there listening. Now, he did not participate. There were other NBA players and former NBA players who popped in and, and chatted for a little bit. Uh, but he did not. But he was there listening. So it, it, I can't sit here and tell you uh, what Kyrie is thinking, what his motivations are. Clearly, he's hearing the noise. And he wants to respond. Uh, I'll, I'll say this, I just, and I caution any athlete, okay, in, in, in this situation. You don't want to go at anyone who has a big platform. And Stephen A might have the biggest platform of all. It's just, uh, it's just not a winning proposition. So you might as well just get to work and, uh, and try to win a championship for the Nets because that's really the thing that's going to bring you some solace. Yeah, there's no bigger platform, than, especially in terms of NBA coverage, than Stephen A. Smith. So uh, Kyrie calling him old. We'll see where this goes. He went full ageist on us, I guess, here. Uh, but Kyrie Irving, I guess, tired of people telling him to show up for work. We will find out, George, whether he is showing up for work this fall. But it appears that he will be showing up for work for the Brooklyn Nets, not the Los Angeles Lakers, which it seemed like for a moment in time could maybe be a possibility. Now we know Westbrook has opted in, as we all expected, to that $47 million player option and I guess the Nets weren't very interested in taking that on is anybody interested in Russell Westbrook's contract like how realistic is it now he's going into the final year of an expiring deal how realistic is it that the Lakers are able to move him well look Amber when you have an expiring contract I think it's a possibility we have to just kind of see where teams are positioning themselves come the trade deadline now do I expect Russell Westbrook to be a Laker for the entirety of the season? Yeah, that's my expectation because I just think that um, there's not going to be a realistic scenario where teams are going to be kind of positioning themselves that early before the next offseason. I could be wrong. Something could happen. Some player can be disgruntled, and that can change the equation. But generally speaking, I think the Lakers and Russell Westbrook are tied together this particular season. That seems to be the way they're operating in the front office and certainly with their new head coach, Darvin Ham, who the Lakers feel like can get to Russ way and speak to him in a way that will allow him to flourish with both LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the floor. He's George Sedano, ESPN NBA sideline reporter, 710 ESPN LA. I'm Ira Metcalf. She's Amber Wilson here on Canty and Carlin. Is there a worst case doomsday scenario at some point next season where Russ Westbrook is on the trading block. Also, Anthony Davis is perhaps the subject of trade rumors. And we also are talking about LeBron James's future and maybe what he ends up doing when his contract is up. Oh, listen, Myron, there is absolutely a nuclear option where all those things are in play. I don't <laughs> think there's any question about it. Now, I don't know if we get there. I think the first domino to fall will be LeBron James. He has an opportunity to sign an extension, I believe, for two more seasons on August 1st. So we've got, you know, whatever it is, six, five, six weeks till then. So we'll have an idea of what LeBron's Laker future could be. If he doesn't pick up that extension, he can opt in 
And then we really will be talking about LeBron's future because he'll be a free agent the following offseason. So uh, I do think that there are some scenarios where if this thing goes sideways and we have a basically a replay or a rerun of what we saw this past season where I think everyone starts to think about what their future is. But uh, LeBron will be the first domino to fall because August 1st we'll know if he's going to sign an extension or he'll just opt in. George, John Wall, his uh, tenure, his weird tenure with the Houston Rockets is over. Uh, Took a little less money with a buyout from them. Will sign with the Los Angeles Clippers. What do you make of this Clippers team? I don't, are we going to have a healthy team? I don't know, but let's assume that it is with Kawhi and Paul George and John Wall. What do you make of that mix? Amber, I think the Clippers, and by the way, uh, LeBron doesn't have to opt in. I, I want to re- retract that for a second. He ha- he is signed through next season, so he would just play out his contract in that scenario. So I, I misspoke there. But he still has an August 1st uh, opportunity to extend. But on to the Clippers. Amber, I think if they're healthy, and again, a big if here, right? They can be the team to beat, I think, the NBA next season. When you talk about Kawhi Leonard, And from what I've heard in workouts, he looks amazing. Like he looks like the Kawhi we saw in a, in a uniform a couple of years ago. And you have Paul George coming back, right? We Paul George has certainly been one of the better players in this sport for the better part of 10 years. Now they never really got a chance to play with Norman Powell. Who's like the perfect third option for a team like this. They want to have a ton of wings. They re-signed Robert Covington. Who's one of the top three and D guys. Uh, They could potentially re-sign Nick Batum, who also plays a similar role like that. So, you add John Wall into the mix. You add Reggie Jackson into the mix. They've got everything you would want. And they've got one of the more elite coaches in the sport. I don't think Teron Liu gets enough love for the type of job he's done over and over and over again, whether it was Cleveland or here with the Clippers, particularly last season. I actually talked a lot about how I felt like he should have been a coach of the year candidate in a lot of ways because he basically took a team full of kids and a couple of veterans like Reggie Jackson and Marcus Morris Sr. and got them to 42 wins. And when I talked to a lot of the guys on that roster, particularly Reggie Jackson, I spoke to him last season during the season. I said, what's going on here? Like what, how is Ty connecting with these young guys? And he said, he's just, trusting them he's he's explaining to them this is what i want out of you and this is what the expectation is if you fulfill this you know we'll we'll be able to move forward and potentially get you more playing time but i reserve the right to you know make changes as the head coach and i just think the kids appreciated the honesty they did a great job of developing them and they kind of remind me a little bit of what the warriors went through last season or technically now two seasons ago where yeah they had Steph back for a number of a, a good number of games and Draymond was there, but they developed all those role players that you saw play an integral part in them winning a championship this season. Yeah. And I think the Clippers could be on a similar track. Again, injuries are the biggest thing that could be the issue for them. But if they're healthy, I like them as the team to beat and the team to win the championship next year, at least at this stage. He's George Sedano, ESPN NBA sideline reporter, 710 ESPN LA. Thanks as always. You got it, guys. Take care. Have a great show. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. We got drama between Kyrie and Stephen A. Smith coming up. What's beef, as Biggie said? Apparently, 
It's when you send Kyrie Irving a tweet. We have Stephen A's response to Kyrie next. Lies, 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 and more lies. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. She is Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. We're here filling in. You can tweet her at Amber W Sports, and you can tweet me at Metcalf by ESPN. Join the conversation on the CC call in line 1-888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Who has the most pressure on them in the NBA next season? That's something we've been talking about. But what we're talking about now is something that's going on. Something much more important than that, frankly. Far more important. Apparently, Amber, there has been uh, a beef between Stephen A. Smith and Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving opts in to his deal, $36 million. He's back with the Nets, despite all the rumors that he might end up in L.A., uh, taking a $6 million mid level exception. Uh, But here he is back with KD and Ben Simmons. Stephen A. Smith had a response to sort of everything that's happened with Kyrie. So this apparently is how this all started. Here's Stephen A. Smith on Kyrie. Guess what, Kyrie? No matter what options you may think you have down the road, it all starts with you having to show up to work first. You show up to work, then you got a future where you're going to make your money. You don't show up to work, you're stuck. Now, Amber, most most NBA stars, right, hear guys talk on TV, they wouldn't have responded, right? But this is Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving plays on a team with KD, the two most responsive and reactive players, especially when it comes to social media in the NBA. Yeah, I'm starting to realize why they're best friends. <laughs> that must be some interesting, like, lunches, is, uh, right? Well, this is really why they teamed up together, Byron. Yes. We all thought it was to win championships and play basketball, but really it was just to subtweet and, yes. and get involved in this nonsense. Those dudes definitely compare their, like, social media metrics at the end of every 100%. week. 100%. Kyrie Irving, though, he couldn't just sit back and – let Stephen A. do what he usually does in, in terms of uh, his job and his role here with ESPN. He says to Stephen A. Smith on Twitter, you're going to have to explain yourself to people in your generation. I am not around many 50-plus-year-olds that speak and act like you do. So this is new for me. But I'm sure my father and my uncles can meet you on your level better than I can. We know you, Stephen. Amber, is he saying that his dad and his uncles are going to try to fight Stephen A? What is there he saying? There seems to be that undertone, you know, like I can't fight you because I'm too young, but they can. They can. Also, 
it seems like Kyrie just really wants to drive the point home that Stephen A. Smith is old enough to be his father. So there's that. I do find this pretty remarkable for a couple of reasons. One, Kyrie Irving ain't 20. Like that dude's one of the older dudes in the NBA. Like he's in his 30s. I understand he's only 30, right? But he's in his 30s. Like he's not, he's in a league with 18 year olds. So, you know, it's, he's not the youngest guy by any means in the NBA. So there's that component of this. Also, of course, you're going after Stephen A. Smith, by the way, for showing you, for telling you to show up for work. And in response, you're calling him old. However, I feel like if anybody is to tell you to show up to work, it would be older people, right? Like that, like, right? You know, like if another, like if a 25 year old's telling Kyrie to show up to work or a 20 year old, you know, who who just walked into the league, that seems odd to me. When somebody who's in their mid 50s is telling him to show up to work, eh, respect your elders, Kyrie. Please do. And she's Amber Wilson. I'm Hiram Metcalf. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80, also on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. And let's be honest, Amber, Stephen A. Smith was at more games last season than Kyrie Irving, right? I mean, if, if you know, I think he has a right to say Kyrie show up. Well, Stephen A. Smith shows up for work so much he's on vacation right now showing up for work. He's on vacation. He's responded. But that doesn't stop Stephen A. Smith. Stephen A. Smith is always paying attention because here's what he had to say in response to a Kyrie Irving tweet that appears to suggest that he wants his dad and his uncles to uh, approach uh, Stephen A. Smith in some alley somewhere. Stephen A. Smith, I love the Rocky music in the back. He says, oh, you got it twisted, bro. There are a lot of exclamation points in this too. Big time. I don't have to explain a damn thing to anyone, especially you and your father. Your uncle Rod Strickland is on is another matter. I love that brother, and I profoundly respect him always. This is real, people. Though what I'm reading. As for you, when you have a level, all caps, let me know, because I'm not aware you have one off the court. Either way, I have a wish. One day, you'll stop hiding behind the public support you receive and fess up to the shenanigans you engage in, Hell leaving no. folks hanging like laundry. Be honest about what you've truly been doing. Until then, let's confront one another one-on-one for the world to see. Stop, 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 stop. <laughs> Your truth up against mine in a public forum for everyone to judge. Name the time and place and I'll show up. I keep receipts, bro. Show up. You do know what that is, don't you? If you didn't know before, I know you know now. Now that you're after, a- after the money you took for granted to be waiting for you. See you in the fall. That was a real thing that Stephen A. Smith just wrote. He's like, my word against yours in a forum. Right. Show up. Between what is happening, 10 and 12 Amber? Eastern at Seaport in the first take studio. <laughs> what just happened, Amber? Can you I don't know. What just but this happened? is amazing. Here's the thing. When Kyrie said, those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow, I thought he was talking about opting into his deal. But maybe Myron, he was talking about calling Stephen A. Smith old. Terrible. Maybe. Maybe starting a fight, having his uncle and his father. I mean, that is daring to be different. Like that's not an approach I saw coming where he's going to stick his uncle and his father on Stephen A. Smith. I did not see that coming all because Stephen A. Smith said, Hey, show up to work when, by the way, it's kind of what all of us have said (laughs) every platform on ESPN radio for months on end is, Hey, is Kyrie reliable? Is he even going to show up for you? And Stephen A. calls him out. Kyrie responds, talking about his uncles and his dad approaching Stephen A. Let me just say, uh, if you want to see some 50-year-olds fight, come to my family reunion. It is not pretty, okay? About a half a punch lands once a year 
before everybody falls down and then it just well just you know something happens that somebody brings up about 10 11 o'clock you know the drink starts to set in and then people get a, a little rowdy so nobody wants to see that uh Stephen A obviously responds from vacation and I don't know what to say other than to call this hilarious Amber because that's exactly what it is she's Amber Wilson I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80, and ESPN+. Plus. Coming up, how has this season changed how we view Kevin Durant? I'd have won that trial. I've often said that. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius Sexum Channel Lady, ESPN Plus. She's Amber Wilson at Amber W Sports. I'm Myron Metcalf at Metcalf by ESPN, and we are filling in today. Our next guest is Frank Isola. Yes, network, around the horn panelists. Everybody knows Frank. Frank, uh, Kyrie opts in. Brooklyn Nets go, okay, yeah, there's some drama ahead maybe, but he opts in. We can start to think about next season. But then Kyrie can't help himself. And he responds to a tweet from Stephen A. Smith, which appears to suggest that he wants his dad and uncles to try to fight Stephen A. Smith. What what do you make of the latest Kyrie moment that we're all talking about today? Yeah, I know uh, Rod Strickland pretty well. Maybe he's referring to Rod. And Rod Rod's not going to fight anybody. Rod's too mellow of a guy and too good of a guy. <laughs> but, you know, it, I always find this stuff bizarre because – you know, Steve is in the media. He's been in the media for a long time, and that's his job to comment on things. And he's giving his opinion on Kyrie Irving signing and, you know, Kyrie responding to it the way that he did. You know, it's interesting. If you look at Kyrie's timeline, earlier in the day, he tweeted out something from North Dakota, and he said that he was at peace. And then five hours later, he was basically at war with Stephen A. So that's kind of a classic Kyrie. He says one thing, one minute, one thing the next minute. Uh, Yeah, very classic Kyrie. He also said yesterday that those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. And Frank, frankly, I don't know what's so different about opting into $36.5 million because I feel like, frankly, that's the decision that we all would have been made if we were faced with the money that Kyrie Irving was faced with uh, with this player option. But where do you think that this goes with the Brooklyn Nets? Do you expect that Kyrie is going to be playing for the Nets the entire season or could we still see him on the move? Yeah, you're right about that tweet. When I read it, I thought, well, Time Magazine, they already have their man of the year in June. They don't they don't really need to look any further, like what Kyrie did. As if he, <laughs> he wrote that like he was doing the Nets a huge favor by opting in for $36 million, which, by the way, is a contract that he agreed to. So he deserves every penny of it. But there was nobody else out there that wanted him. I still think a lot of things are on the table. I would not be sh- shocked if there's something involving him. And I, I'll tell you what, who knows, maybe the Nets would decide – Maybe this is the time to think this experiment didn't work, and maybe we'll even move on from Kevin Durant. Because if they were to ever trade Kevin Durant, I know that was you know, Adrian Wojnarowski had reported last week that if if it turns out that Kyrie were to opt out of his contract, sign with the Lakers, that maybe Kevin Durant could be on the move. And I think if you're the Brooklyn Nets, 
you know, you have Kevin Durant under contract for four years, and you can get a lot for him. You can get players in return. You can get a lot of draft picks. I mean, think about what Milwaukee got for Drew Holiday. You know, th- you know just think about what the Houston Rockets got for James Harden. If a guy like Kevin Durant ever became available. So I think that's probably what the Nets are debating right now is, is Kyrie going to be with us for a year? Because let's face it, if Kyrie wants to play beyond this season and make a lot of money, he's going to, A, like Stephen said, and we've been saying it forever, first you have to show up for work, which he hasn't done enough, and you're going to have to perform at a high level. We know that Kevin Durant is going to do that. But, you know, uh, Ben Simmons is a bit of an X factor for the team, but Joe Harris is coming back. You have Seth Curry. You have uh, Patty Mills as well. So the Nets, you know, it's very quietly, if all these guys were to come back, stay healthy, and play well, I know that's a big if, they'll be a contending team in the Eastern Conference. I don't think there's any question about it. He's Frank Isola, Yes Network, Around the Horn panelists. I'm Ira Metcalf. She's Amber Wilson. We're filling in here on Canty and Carlin. It feels like, Frank, that whenever anything has happened over the last couple of months, KD has had something to say. He's tweeted or he's done an interview or a podcast. We haven't heard from him directly. Uh, about sort of this latest Kyrie situation. What, what do you make of that, and where do you think he stands on that development on Monday? Oh, you notice that too, huh? You notice <laughs> that Kevin Durant, the guy that somehow responds to anonymous people on Twitter commenting about something, he responds to that. But now that he's at the center of the news, all of a sudden he's kind of gone radio silent. And even his podcast from last week, you know, we played it on the on the radio show uh, that I do on Sirius, you know, he didn't really answer the questions, and nor was the question really asked directly to him. Does Kyrie Irving's future impact yours? If Kyrie were to leave, does that mean you don't want to be there anymore? And I think I agree with you. I think his silence has kind of been deafening right now. The fact that he's kind of stayed out of it, which leads to listen, this is just based on phone calls I've made, things I've observed. I don't think it's over yet. I still think there's a chance that we could see some kind of movement here with Kyrie and or Kevin Durant, because I do find that interesting – that he didn't tweet out anything to the, uh, you know, along the lines of can't wait to get the ball rolling. We'll see everybody in the fall. Wait until next year. Nothing like that. Maybe that'll happen. But thus far, he's remained pretty quiet. KD's a top player in the league, right? And he's a, a top player of this generation, regardless, I think, of what happens here in terms of winning more rings. But, Frank, how much of what is going to happen in Brooklyn affects Kevin Durant's legacy of it all? Well, you know, it's weird. Like, if you go back to last year, well, technically now two seasons ago, you know, I thought it was the Nets' time. I mean, James Harden was playing well. They smoked Boston in the first round. They crushed Milwaukee in the first two games. Then James Harden got hurt. Then Kyrie got hurt. And then it was just Kevin Durant on his own. And he almost beat Milwaukee by himself. That three-pointer that he took at the end of Game 7, an inch if his foot was an inch further back, it would have been a three. They would have won that series. I think they would have beaten Atlanta. There's a good chance they could have beaten Phoenix as well. I just wonder if for him, he's got to be a little concerned because think about it, guys. You know, the worst thing that could have happened to Kevin Durant and probably to the Brooklyn Nets was the Golden State Warriors winning. Because how can Kevin Durant not sit there in his most private moments? Maybe he's not going to admit it on Twitter or in his podcast or anybody else. How can he not think, man, maybe I made a mistake. I left Klay Thompson, Draymond Green, but especially I left Steph Curry to come play here with Kyrie and unlike these other guys, same thing with Russell Westbrook and James Harden. When I had them in Oklahoma City, they played all the time. Where, you know, whatever the reasons are, and it always seems to be something with Kyrie, Kyrie's only played in 103 games. It's hard to depend on him. When you know, yes, those other guys have had injuries that I've mentioned, but for the most part, they're always available. And I think Golden State winning, there has to be a part of Kevin Durant 
that's thinking, man, maybe I made a mistake. But as far as his legacy, listen, I, it, he's going to go down as one of the greatest players of all time. But if he doesn't get back to, say, a conference final in the next few years, that's uh, it's going to be a bit of a blow for him. But I'm still going to remember the fact that he did win mm-hmm. two championships and he was the finals MVP in both, in both those finals. He's Frank Isola, Yes Network, Around the Horn panelist. Frank, as always, we thank you for your time. Keep up the good work. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Commercial Insurance protects small businesses with affordable coverage options. Quote today at ProgressiveCommercial.com. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and Sirius XM Channel 80. Coming up next, Baker Mayfield on potential Browns reconciliation. Will they get back together? He says the mutual decision on both sides is to move on. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Back on Canton, Carlin, ESPN Radio. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf here filling in. Amber, I don't know if you've heard, but uh, celebrity boxing matches are the thing now. Uh, we're, we're seeing Jake Paul has put a bunch of people together. We're seeing people who don't box get into the ring. Well, the NFL is now getting involved in this, apparently. Uh, Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell, two of the greatest running backs of the last 15 years, have signed a deal to participate in YouTuber Austin McBroom's exhibition matchup. Uh, I guess Nick Young from the Lakers, former Lakers card Nick Young is on it. Rapper Blueface is involved, and Adrian Peterson is going to face Le'Veon Bell July 30th. It makes me wonder, Amber, are there any two celebrities that you would like to see face off in a boxing match? No, I want to see boxers face off in boxing matches, Myron. I want to see fighters fight. I, I Maybe I'm old school. I don't want at all to see former pro athletes or celebrities, washed up celebrities, however you want to, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, that would maybe encourage them to gravitate towards this, which just yeah. feels like nonsense to me. I'm... I'm somebody who enjoys boxing and enjoys fighting, and I understand the spectacle of it. And and even the Paul brothers, like at least one of them has kind of made himself into a legitimate fighter. Like then I don't have a huge problem with it. But if we're just talking about former professional athletes just getting into the ring on a whim, I have zero interest in this. Do you? You know what? I'm not. I'm a big boxing person, too. I mean, I, I love boxing. I love UFC. Uh <laughs> It's weird, you know, especially when you're talking about two guys who, I mean, have just played in the league, right? Both guys were right. in the NFL recently. So that part's odd. You know it's a payday, which tells me they're probably getting a significant amount of cash to get involved here. 
I'll I mean, watch, maybe that's though. the good of this. Like, they're not, I mean, neither of them are very old, right? I mean, Adrian yeah. Peterson's only 37. I mean, 37. the reason, obviously, running backs don't age as well at that position or whatever, so their careers are a little bit shorter. But, I mean, you are talking about people who, you know, are still getting into the ring in the 30s. So, I guess maybe that makes it slightly more interesting. I just, I can't find anything about this interesting. I, I'm trying. I'll probably watch it. I mean, I'm probably one of those people, Amber, who will say publicly, I don't want to watch it. But I bet I'm going to watch it. I've done that with the Paul Brothers fights. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've watched some of those. I I think I'll probably watch (laughs) it. Who wins? I'll go with Adrian Peterson on that. I mean, he, to me, uh, was an indestructible force. speed. Mm -hmm. Yes. Coming up, Baker Mayfield on Potentials Browns Reconciliation. The mutual decision on both sides is to move on. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, also on ESPN Plus, presented by Progressive Insurance. She is the one and only Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf. We're filling in. You can find her at Amber W Sports and at Metcalf by ESPN. Uh, Amber, I thought Baker Mayfield had kind of been set aside three months ago after the Browns signed Deshaun Watson. He was going to end up in Carolina. He was maybe going to end up elsewhere, but here we are, and we're still talking about him. Uh, Before we get to sort of the latest news and what might happen between the Browns and Baker Mayfield, how surprised are you that he suddenly is a headline again and we're talking about his immediate future the way we are right now? Well, I'm not surprised because you're talking about a former, at least, starting quarterback in the National Football League, right? And we know that that position is always going to bring headlines and his mere existence on that roster is going to perpetuate the headlines because it's just such a strange situation. And Myron... Baker has become an entirely sympathetic figure to me. And I know, I mean, we're talking about Baker Mayfield. Like we're talking about the dude planting flags in the middle of the field in college, right? Like we're talking about one of the cockiest players in, in, in frankly college football history. And nevertheless, during his uh, early tenure here in the NFL, not somebody who necessarily would be attributed with sympathetic figure. However, what has happened to him here with the Browns? I mean, first of all, like he was bad last season. He also did have the shoulder injury. We know he had surgery this off season. I mean, there are viable reasons where he might have been on the decline and he might have actually harmed his own career by trying to do what we all tell players to do, play through it, be tough, get out there for your teammates, put your team first. Right. And then of course we chastise you on the back end when it doesn't work out for you. So Baker went through, through all of that, where frankly, I think that he was too tough and that's really what harmed himself and and too tough even trying to make a tackle when you shouldn't have at that position. So he puts his body on the line and I'm never going to fault a guy for showing up and putting the effort out there and putting his body on the line. And then second of all, you're talking about a former number one overall pick who now at this point, and it's not like he's been terrible the whole way through, even even seen him win a game in the postseason. At this point, there's not even a trade market for him, which is 
is frankly ludicrous when we consider how coveted quarterbacks are in the league and some of the other guys who have jobs right now currently in the league before Baker Mayfield. It's kind of insane. But part of it, Myron, is because I feel like there was this semi-smear campaign going on Baker, and maybe it was meant to ease the transition to Deshaun Watson. But... I really feel for Baker in that spot because what kind of became the narrative was like Baker, even if he's a bit of a difficult personality and even if he, you know, has the ego and, and even if he kind of has a reputation for sometimes saying the wrong thing to the media or throwing his teammate under the bus, you know, everyone has right a few times, (laughs) everyone has acted like, like that is the greater sin. Then, you know, that other guy over there with the, you know, 25 civil actions pending against him for sexual misconduct and sexual assault. And so it's kind of gotten insane when we, when we kind of evaluate the narrative around Baker that has put him in this situation. All of that being said, Myron, I still think he's going to end up either in Carolina or in Seattle. I just think those two franchises, it's not that they aren't interested in Baker Mayfield. It's why would they give anything up for Baker Mayfield when they know the Browns' backs are against the wall, so they're just buying time. Well, and that's what's so interesting. She's Amber Wilson. I'm Myron Metcalf filling in here on Canty and Carlin. We thought, yes, Carolina could be an option. We thought Seattle might be an option. But all of a sudden, with the Deshaun Watson reports that the NFL is pushing for at least a year-long suspension, that he may not be available this season, all of a sudden people go, well, is Baker Mayfield potentially going to reconcile with the Cleveland Browns, who kind of need a starting quarterback? Nothing against Jacoby Brissett, but Baker Mayfield's a better option. Is it possible? Here's what Baker Mayfield had to say about the possibility of playing for the Browns again. I think it's uh, been pretty obvious the mutual decision on both sides is, is to move on. You know, I'm I'm thankful for my four years in Cleveland. There's a lot of ups and downs and a ton of learning experiences that, uh, you know, I'll forever keep with me. You know, I, teammates and friends and, and relationships that I'll have for a lifetime and, you know, just the support staff in Cleveland, the people of Cleveland, it's a great sports town. So I'm thankful for it. And that's, there's no resentment towards the city of Cleveland by any means. Amber, the Browns Not basically the said that. the city of Cleveland. Yeah. Notice he didn't he's say cool. towards the Browns or the he's team cool or the, the organization. City. The city. The he's cool with cool. the city. I mean, the Browns sent that, you know, hey, what you doing, Baker? Tweet, right? That text, you know what I mean? And Baker was like, listen, I've already moved on. Kudos to him, Amber. Kudos to him because he doesn't know the Browns anything. And I think the way things have unfolded the last couple months, I think I would have responded the same way. You go figure it out. I'm moving on. I'm absolutely responding the same way. And I've had talks about Baker Mayfield over the last few days here on air. And a lot of people seem to take the position that, hey, Baker should suck it up. Like what would be best for Baker's career is you suck it up. You go plan or center for the Browns while Deshaun Watson is suspended since we have that expectation that he will be for some sort of lengthy period of time here. And then because the Browns have such a good team around Baker, then you rise your own stock. And then by the time Deshaun comes back, there's, you know, a very viable trade partner who wants to pay you a boatload of money. I just think that's the most unrealistic expectation. And people, like, it's another reason for people to pile on Baker, you know, being like, oh, well, Baker's just, his ego's too big, he can't suck it up. It's like, none of us would be able to suck it up at this point if we were Baker Mayfield and go back out there for the Browns. It's insane to think, frankly, that he should. I think that the best thing for everybody involved is to move on, and particularly at this point for Baker Mayfield. Because, again, the narrative around Baker, where we've gotten, the guy that they're moving on to, I mean, Myron, it would be one thing if they were like, hey, that guy's that guy over there is just better. And he's you know, we don't ever have this opportunity, 26 year old generational quarterback. But that wasn't what happened here. There's everything else that surrounds Deshaun Watson 
and then all the negativity around Baker Mayfield. And I would feel some type of way. I mean, if you said you're giving that guy $230 million, he is a better quarterback. I'm sure Baker knows that talent-wise. But, wow, everything else. And I love how everything people – we're, we're the pettiest generation of all time. People will say Baker Mayfield should just suck it up and figure it out and go play for the Browns. Yet, meanwhile, we're arguing people with three followers on Twitter – going at them, you know, back and forth. Like, we're not really qualified in these conversations. We would do the same thing. I certainly understand why Baker Mayfield would do it. What are the chances, if you had to guess right now, Amber Wilson, will we see Deshaun Watson play for the Cleveland Browns this season? Chance, I would say a pretty low chance, like 20% chance. I'm not going to, because of the appeals process, I think there's still a chance. It would be very late in the season if we did, is my guess. Yeah. Oh, man. What a situation if you're the Browns. You thought you had Deshaun Watson – uh, against all the drama, no, you, you thought it would work out for you. They didn't. Well, they, they thought didn't it would think work that out he was for them. Be available to them. And now they're right here now. sending uh, Baker Mayfield those "Hey, big head" tweets. Coming yeah. up, <laughs> is Kyrie Irving really worth the drama? We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.